We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. WinBet is now live in all these states, and the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game betting odds on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. Aaron Rodgers looking for Devontae Adams. He's got it! DJ Moore has a pass to the end zone. Jonathan Taylor, touchdown. Hello everyone, welcome back to Road of Edge Overtime on Road of Edge Radio, brought to you by Blue Wire. My name's Colin Kelly, you can follow me on Twitter at Overtime Ireland, and I'm joined as always by my co-host here, co-owner of Road of Edge, it is Sean Siegel. Sean, we had our show with Blair earlier this week, and we talked about our team that has advanced to the FFPC tournament, uh, the best ball tournament with $100,000 to the top prize, the top three getting some nice prize money this week as well with $25,000 to second, 10000 to third. So we have co-managed that team with Blair, but we're joined on today's show by Mike Leone of Establish the Run. You can follow him on Twitter at Two Hats One Mike. Mike, you are also advancing here, and we talked about some of the stiff competition that we do have in this tournament. I think uh, I would be putting your name up at the top of the list, but you were telling us just before we started um, a fun story about about how some of these weeks uh, you've managed to advance through these lineups. Yeah. I mean, uh, we'll start off with, you know, better, better to be lucky than good. I, I had for, I did 11 FFPC uh, best ball, slow draft teams in this tournament. And I had done pretty good managing that and not missing any picks, but I actually did miss two picks on this team, two late round picks. And one of them was Ben Roethlisberger, which was a horrendous pick because I had Dak Prescott. I was only going to do a two quarterback team. They had the same bye week. Uh, I actually was deciding if I wanted to just eat a zero on th- that bye week or if I wanted to draft a third quarterback. Cause generally, if I'm drafting a quarterback early like Dak, I'm only taking two quarterbacks. Ended up deciding to take Jared Goff, I think like the last round or yeah, the very last round I took Jared Goff. And the first two playoff weeks, Week one, I used Roethlisberger's score, and I'm pretty sure I would have been eliminated had I not had his score in there. And week two, I used Jared Goff's score. So it's kind of uh, you know crazy and fortuitous how it works out. And the other guy I auto drafted late was actually Dan Arnold, who had you know a pretty strong start to the year. So 
Got a little bit lucky there. It also did screw up my construction a little bit though, because I had to go thinner at running back wide receiver uh, on a team that was elite quarterback, elite tight end, where a lot of times I would have gone, you know, two tight ends, two quarterbacks, end up having to go three and three there. Yeah, with our team, that was one of the main differences I noticed with the builds. We went with the two uh, quarterbacks, two tight ends. Um, one big difference, I think, and I guess it's probably the best starting point, is with the overall roster uh, and the construction. You mentioned how Darren Ar- Arnold had some good weeks at the start, and that probably helped you get through those weeks. There was a, a number of weeks this season where George Kittle was obviously out of action but has had a, a big rundown the last couple of weeks in terms of this league. 11 of the 12 teams have Mark Andrews on their roster and, and you're sitting there with George Kittle, Dalton Schultz and uh, the aforementioned Darn Arnold. So Kittle could be a, a massive leverage point this week, particularly if Andrews doesn't have a, a big week. Yeah, I mean, as a DFS player, like I'm pretty stoked for the setup for this week, you know, especially with the super top heavy payout structure, you know, 100k up top, I think what's it then drops to 25k for second. And, you know, once you get past the top, three or four, it doesn't make too much of a difference. So I, I want to be as leveraged as possible. You can't really plan for these things. There's so much chaos and whatnot, but it definitely turns out well where I have kind of like a central point that I can be all 11 teams with one thing happening, which is, you know, Mark Andrews failing. And I'm the only one with Kittle. I'm the only one with Dalton Schultz. I, I think there might even be a chance Dan Arnold gets activated this week. And not totally sure on that. Only one with him. So that tight end spot's going to be, absolutely critical for me this week and if andrews goes off and i get buried and i come in 12th you know so be it but i'd rather have that leverage work out with the way the payout structure is well mike you mentioned the dfs and for you know listeners viewers mike is one of if not the best dfs mind in the industry just absolutely fantastic projections we get here to the final 12 and Perhaps not a surprise that one of the best fantasy minds in the industry is here with us. It's a loaded final 12. It's so cool to have you on the show. One of the things that's so interesting about your team is, as you mentioned, the construction. And after the sort of zero RB interview that Denny published with me on NBC, you and I chatted a bit about best ball and best ball constructions and the fact that zero running back or very wide receiver heavy builds are actually quite successful in best ball, a lot more so than a lot of people realize. And then we get to this point, I'm looking through the teams and you have the team that is the closest to that. Really your only sort of top running back and a very unpopular back at the time who ended up being an absolute star is DeAndre Swift. And then you're down lower with guys like Pollard and AJ Dillon. The flip side of that is that your wide receivers are absolutely incredible. And so you've got this great base to dominate the wide receiver spots, dominate the flex positions. You get that extra little bit too with Dalton Schultz uh, giving you such great flex production on some of these weeks as well. Kind of walk us through that. And now that it's played out like this, I mean, obviously you can't be too disappointed in in the team and the construction, but did it work the way that you thought it would? How do you feel about it as the season's gone along? Yeah, so this team was interesting in that a lot of times, you know, you've, the the cliche let the draft come to you this one was a little bit different where i kind of had a plan in mind you know i was drafting out of the ninth spot and i wanted to get Devonte adams before i don't remember exactly when this was drafted but you know i think it was 
maybe after Aaron Rodgers was confirmed back with Green Bay, but like not far after. And I, I just knew I wanted to get some more Devontae Adams exposure at like this type of price tag where I thought he was you know, more like a top five pick. Um, so I got him out of the ninth spot. Then coming back to get Kittle, you know, our projections were just really high on Kittle. We didn't have a huge gap between him and Darren Waller and, you know, to get, you know, be able to start that elite tight end. And then it comes back in round three and another player who I was kind of in on, but it just kept working out that I didn't get exposure to him in DeAndre Swift, just because a lot of times that round three for receivers was pretty rich. And Sean, I know you were very into DeAndre Swift. And, you know, that certainly helped my conviction a little bit. So once he came to me in round three, I was like, okay, I can do like an anchor running back team with DeAndre Swift, you know, and these are the types of teams I like to make. I had talked earlier how I went three quarterbacks, three tight ends. I would have liked to get a six running back on this team instead of playing three quarterbacks. I know that's one of the edges you guys have is you even you did an anchor running back team as well with Jonathan Taylor, you know, the, the hero running back. Um, but you guys got seven running backs and you've got Penny and Singletary hitting right now. Whereas I don't really have any of the other backs hitting right now. I've got Hines, Pollard, Dylan Latavius. They're alive, they're playing, but it's been, you know, tough sledding getting through those guys. But, um, yeah, once I got swift, I was like, all right, let's do a hero RB draft. Let's go, you know, really hit wide receiver pretty heavy. Um, so I was able to get cop Ayuk. Uh, Tyler Boyd, Debo Samuel in rounds four through eight. And of course, uh, hitting on, you know, Debo and cup, you know, to have a Debo cup Devante team, it's, it's been a lot of fun. And they've carried the fact that like, I don't even know if I've had a double digit score out of running back during this playoff stretch. <laughs> One of the things that we talk about a lot with these wide receiver heavy teams is that it does give you more options and more chances to be right. One of the things that you'll hear a lot, and it's definitely true, is that you could draft one of the stars. You could draft a Jonathan Taylor. You could draft uh, a Derrick Henry before he was hurt, and you could still get Cooper Cup. I mean, those things are not mutually exclusive, but if you have more shots at the wide receiver position, you're more likely to hit these guys who will then just absolutely crush like you did. I mean, you have Devontae Adams, which we also have. We don't like to have that overlap with you on a key guy <laughs> for this week, but then to put Cup and Debo together has just been absolutely huge. Obviously, you were on those guys as well. So it's not like, oh, we just lucked into them because we had more picks. But do you feel like that element of it does help you when you have these wide receivers that you want kind of through? I mean, obviously, Devonta Adams in the first round, but then throughout the draft. Yeah, I mean, I thought FFPC in particular was a lot easier for me to draft on than underdog because of these wide receivers that, you know, where they were not only where the wide receivers were falling in terms of ADP. Like I got Debo in round eight here and I got him round eight at a couple FFPC leagues, which it was tougher to pull that off on underdog. And then the full PPR scoring is, you know, just gives the ceiling like that much more of an edge, you know, underdog sometimes half PPR, you can get away with your know, quantity of wide receivers where guys hit a few big plays, right? Like they don't need this huge target share. They can go, you know, 480 and one and kind of get there. Uh, but then you, you look at full point per reception when you're getting eight catch Devonte Adams, maybe 10 catch Cooper cup games. Like it's just really hard to catch those guys before they find the end zone, let alone when they find the end zone. So it does give you a huge ceiling. Um, I was disappointed to not be able to stack Dak with someone, but yeah, to your point, 
you know, once we hit the middle rounds to have Adams and then also be able to take swings at those wide receivers, uh, it does give you like this massive upside where I'm trying to articulate this in the right way, but to have Adams locked in a spot and then basically be playing best ball for the other three spots is huge. You know, your second wide receiver spot and your two flex spots, you're basically playing best ball for three wide receiver spots because, you know, Adams, as long as he's healthy is essentially going to count every single week. And I think that does give you like a little bit more itch of upside versus um, I am a big fan of doing some of the heavier running back teams early and then quantity of wide receivers, but not having a locked in guy when you do those types of builds makes it a little bit more challenging to fill all four, you know, talk about winning the flex. Like it makes it a little bit more challenging to do that when you've got to find four scores from 10 guys versus, you know, I've got to find three scores from like eight guys. Hey everybody, this is Dave Cabin from the Rotoviz flagship podcast. Just stopping by to say thank you for listening to Rotoviz Radio. We're offering our listeners a special 10% discount when they use the promo code RVRADIO2021 at checkout. Again, that's 10% off a one-year subscription when you use the promo code RVRADIO2021. Thanks for listening and keep on tuning in. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. You mentioned as well um, some of the slots that you took like adams you know at the ninth spot we drafted from the 12th slot we got jonathan taylor at 12 and adams then at the 13 so at the the, tw- the 201 so we looked back and when we talked about this on the show with blair i actually had to go back and check because i thought we drafted this close to the season you know close to when rogers was coming back we actually drafted this team in july so there was looking back i'm not sure if the speculation had even really started at that point that rogers mightn't be back but uh, yeah, getting Adams there and getting Taylor and pairing them together, I think was was you know something that really helped this team. What we did as well was we went through the entire roster and looked to see who we might change or what picks we might change. Because one of the questions that I, I seen on Twitter was why did we go with the kind of extra running back in our build? Um, and really, we we couldn't figure out the exact reason why. But I, I think it was having Taylor in the week fourteen by 
was probably the main reason that we, gotcha. we, did that. we, we knew we were going to miss him. So, Well, the roster construction explorer is also very enthusiastic about either six or seven running backs if you wait until the double-digit rounds to take your third running back. And so, you know, those things together, and we were able to save the picks. It was kind of the opposite of what you were talking about, where we only took the two tight ends, only took the two quarterbacks, and that freed up more roster spots for us. But, yeah, I mean, we're trying to get through week 14. If you don't get through week 14, you can't make it. Yeah, I was curious about that seventh running back spot. Um, but, yeah, that makes sense hearing you guys explain it. And I, I'm looking at my team. I wish I had a sixth running back right now. And But, like I said, if I didn't auto-draft Ben, I might have been eliminated round one. So it's the... It's it's the way it works out. Yeah, and we we were talking about it as well. Our our last running back was in the sixteenth round is Rashad Penny. So if we didn't have Penny the last two weeks, we we weren't advancing either. So I think in hindsight, it's uh, safe to say we would kind of to stay the same. Looking back, outside of the two auto picks, is there anything else that that you would look to change, Mike, out of the team? Man, I really got pretty lucky. I feel like I drafted mostly the way I wanted to draft. I just. You know, I, I wish I had another running back, you know, whether the result of the auto pick or not, you know, just having taken another shot. But I did get a lot of the running backs I really liked. They just they haven't really hit. You know, I from rounds nine through 12, I hit Dylan Pollard, Latavius Hines and kind of finished off there. Would have liked to have someone late. But it's funny listening to you say how you like went back and looked at your draft. I'm in a 5K NFC league with ben gratch pat crane and peter overset where we're in pretty good shape to take that down and i rewatched our you know our one two turn we took kelsey and then it was between saquon and jonathan taylor and it's we're, we're i think we're going to do a rewatch of it because it's just hilarious like it was it was a straight coin flip i mean it was like two people were for barkley two people were for taylor and i think i was on the sticks and kind of just haphazardly decided taylor and it just i mean that that's the whole season right that's like the difference between winning everything and winning nothing so the, the margins can be pretty small but uh, if you are sharp enough and you do enough teams like sometimes you know those coin flips will, will turn out in your favor yeah i'm not sure sean which draft it was that we did i think it was one of these basketball teams that obviously hasn't got to the final but we were like we logged on like and we were like pick 11 we logged on <laughs> to start recording when it was pick 10 so it was like let's like just make it so sometimes you're on the clock and you're trying to decide and it is like you mentioned a coin flip but those coin flips can be uh, the difference in a, in a huge amount come the end of the season like one of the big stories for week 17 is going to be trey lance right you have the 49ers i mean you you are all in here you mentioned you have Ayuk, you mentioned you have Debo, you mentioned the projections and how you guys were very high on Kittle. Now, Kittle had a, a fantastic run through the fantasy or what we consider the FFPC best ball tournament playoffs until last week where he slowed down. And so, you know, if anything, those of us who don't want to have to face Mike Leone in the finals were like, why couldn't he have just gone out there? But of course, you know, you have Dak Prescott and, and some other big scores. If you were high on Kittle to start, knowing that Lance, I mean, theoretically had to be at least part of the plan at some point for them. Yeah. Where are you now with the shift? I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo isn't amazing, but he has played some good games. He does make this offense work. It feels like it's better for the wide receivers for him to be in there. And yet they say Lance has had a fantastic week of practice or a month of practice, which obviously they're going to say, but that's better than, you know, a Jordan Love kind of report where you're like, nope, we just, we have to play. <laughs> yeah, we just don't have a choice. That's all we've got. 
I mean, I, I'm tilted, Sean, for sure, because I was very heavy into the rookie quarterbacks and Trey Lance. Uh, somewhat amazing. I've survived this year having a good year, given my exposure to a lot of these rookie quarterbacks and Lance in particular. I'm sure I wanted Lance in this draft. It's hard to like go back in our minds in your mindset, but um, he went around 10, which was like too early for me to go quarterback to when I already had, you know, Dak as a, as a premium investment early. Um, so, but this week, so for me to really get burned on Lance all year long, and then I've got this team with three San Francisco pass catchers in the final. And I'm like, all right, you know, their pass rate's been somewhat more aggressive with Jimmy. As you said, he's making the offense work. I think I saw like overstretch. He was like second in EPA per play, like as bad as some of his throws were, particularly in the, the night game against Tennessee. I mean, he, he's played pretty well. So it's definitely a kind of ironic twist that's not good for me because we saw Lance in his one start. You know, he ran a ton. Um, and I think the upside for one of the San Francisco guys getting there is still big. Where, like, I think the efficiency could be good. I think it's Houston, like, they could score a lot. But in a full PPR league, like, with Jimmy against Houston, like all three guys could get into my lineup, right? Like now I'm kind of just hoping like Kittle, you know, with that tight end leverage, like just feed Kittle, give me a highly efficient Kittle game. But yeah, the odds of, you know, all three pass catchers getting in, I definitely think, I mean, you're talking like five, six projected pass attempts less. And like, that's kind of like the base projection, like the range of outcome could even be, you know, potentially a little bit wider. Just need to get Debo Samuel two rushing touchdowns when he's yeah. playing on the <laughs> Two rushing TDs from Debo, and then Kittle get all the pass work, and you know Ayuk can cheerlead from the bench. Yeah, and like we seen it when um, when he was in, when Lance was in, when Debo had that long touchdown, it was one of the only things that really worked out in one of those uh, starts for Lance. And you know, uh, a busted coverage or a big play like that <laughs> could make a could make a big difference when you have those guys trying you know especially when you're trying to divide it among all three of those guys for the 49ers but getting two of those guys in your lineup i think it'll be a, a plus one there one other area where we mentioned taylor so taylor coming into week 14 with the week 14 by had one of the highest advance rates in terms of getting through to that particular spot in the tournament but obviously the week 14 by wiped out a lot of his owners and then this past week the 10 point game also eliminated a lot of them so taylor is now relatively low uh rostered in this tournament but a player who has obviously been smashing all season long and i was surprised like last week when we were in our semi-final matchup uh, at the four league stage cooper cup was on six teams in that league so we had didn't have cup we were going against six teams with cup so now we're into the final there's only two cup teams and you are one of them i, I was quite surprised to see just how many got eliminated over the last a uh, couple of weeks but that's another edge um where there's a bit of leverage for you i was pretty surprised that there aren't more cup teams me and sean took care of them all last week <laughs> thanks guys <laughs> just because i mean he didn't have a huge week last week but he it was a, i mean what, i mean he still scored what like 20 fantasy points like it, he had it was a very good pretty... week but for cooper cups 2021 standards yeah yeah so I, i'm definitely excited about that to have some more leverage i'm um, just like i'm sure you guys are excited with the jt stuff i mean there's three jt teams he's you know by far the top running back in fantasy you guys are unauthorized cinnamon right like i'm looking yeah at the right team okay yeah i mean you, you guys got to be pretty happy uh of course 
I guess the the ironic twist of fate for me with Trey Lance is kind of with you guys and Dalvin Cook that you were mentioning. Like I had a couple, I had three teams get to the out of the first round of the playoffs of the eleven. The other two had Dalvin, and um, that that hurt. Dal, I I was out even before Dalvin's COVID missed game with those two teams, um, just because he had that poor outing. Um, actually had a, a hyper fragile team that I was like pretty excited about. It was like a Dalvin Mixon, CEH, Daryl Henderson team. And the wheels kind of fell off on that one. Um, but yeah, even with Dalvin likely back this week, like you guys got to be pretty pumped about JT there and the role that Singletary's played. I'm surprised he's actually on three of these teams, but um, even still, that's pretty strong leverage. With the matchup for Buffalo against Atlanta, I think we've seen Buffalo when they're in some of these tougher matchups like New England last week, they're going to drop back like pretty much the entire game. But then we see games against like Carolina where they're a little bit more conservative when they don't have to be as aggressive, like relative to Buffalo, not relative to an average you know NFL team, which are way too conservative. But Singletary really, you're wrangling that snap share uh, away is, is a pretty big edge for you guys. So you've got like basically JT and, you know, three other backs that have a decent chance to hit between Javante, Penny and Singletary. And that's helpful for us because with DJ Moore, not being in an offense that really allows him to score points. And with some of our late round dart wide receivers, uh, more or less either being out in KJ Hamler, it was kind of fun to see that Chad also has Hamler on his team there. And, Deami Brown actually on several teams, but you know probably not going to score points. We need to get some of those running backs into the flex, which is really not the way we like the teams to work. But again, is the reason why we drafted running backs in that range where you know running backs are the best picks. When you're looking at you know rounds 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, I mean, running backs are the best value, and so you want to get back to that is kind of the way that we like to draft these teams. Mike, you mentioned the matchup there in terms of Atlanta. I had a couple questions for you. In terms of Cup, there's one other team, and it's also a team that if you kind of go through and compare, is probably a little bit one of one of the weaker ones at running back. And so, if Cup goes off, you know that other Cup team won't necessarily have a huge running back edge on you. Now, Kamara could obviously have a a good game. Is that interesting to you? Plus, you know, what are some other matchups this weekend that you think could really determine or are really interesting to you? as it factors into this tournament. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, to be one of two cup teams in the finals, like absolutely huge. You know, you guys got JT, I've got cup. Like those are kind of, you know, our, our aces up our sleeve right now. Like, the, you know, you, you've got JT at home against Vegas. Like that's a really strong spot for him and the cup matchup. Um, you know, it's a, his, he's kind of matchup proof at this point. So, Anywhere you can get leverage in a 12-team league where there's a lot of overlap uh, is fun. I do think the FFPC tournament, this is kind of an aside from the question you asked me, but the FFPC tournament in general, the format with the two flex spots and the tight end premium is interesting because you do get, despite the 11 out of 12 Mark Andrews teams, you do get a little bit more diversity among the teams just because of the different ways people can score and like crack the roster, which you know kind of makes it fun. Um, I was really surprised at how different some of the teams were. And then in terms of going through, it's been a blast to have the 12 team league that you come out of. Now we had a, a, the person who finished fourth in our league, I think was one of the better scorers this last week. And so I know that that was really frustrating for him, 
but but big picture this has been this tournament has been an absolute blast yeah i love this tournament i'd plan on doing even more teams in this tournament next year this is probably my favorite tournament out there uh i guess i'm like keeping a pretty close eye on the burrow stuff you know you guys have got burrow uh drico's got burrow uh on his you know team that you guys wrote about on rotoviz where he had i think he put up 220 last week where he had the burrow boyd chase stack and now he's even getting dalvin back and you know he's got dalvin sony and singletary at running back so he's got a similarly structured team to mine in terms of the you know anchor running back um very heavy wide receiver but he's got better uh, back end running back plays than I do. He's got better running back across the board uh, with Swift looking pretty iffy. And he's also got the AJ Brown, like being able to advance AJ Brown's like pretty huge. We saw him, my God, he cracked a 50% target share. Uh, so that one will be interesting to watch. Uh, but yeah, the Burrow one against Kansas city, that's kind of tough for me because most weeks, they've been somewhat conservative. We've seen both their matchups against Baltimore, whatever it is about that matchup. They've had so to play Baltimore higher. in week 17. <laughs> yeah. yeah they've had a much higher, you know, situation, neutral pass rate. Their past two highest pass rate over expectations were against Baltimore. But aside from that, like they're kind of a conservative team, despite the firepower that they have. And so getting them against Kansas city is tough for me, not having uh burrow just because like Kansas city is going to push them, you know, even if their situation neutral pass rate is somewhat low, like their overall pass rate for the game is likely to be high unless they're somehow able to control this game. I, I do have Boyd at least. So hopefully uh, the burrow volume goes to Tyler Boyd, but I'm keeping my eye on that game. I don't think anyone got through Kelsey, but there are a few Tyreek Hill teams. One Kelsey, um, Chad has Kelsey and Mark Andrews on his roster. Okay, he is it? So okay. I, I would expect the, uh, you know, the tight end and the flex there as well. And I think you know you mentioned a minute ago about the tight end premium. I think that adds another interesting wrinkle because we've had a few weeks where it's been tight end and the flex as well. Um, so I think that makes it interesting. The other part, just for anyone listening, and you know, in terms of the Mark Andrews stuff. They're probably wondering how there is just so many Mark Andrews teams. In it. But if, if we do look at, I was just looking at week 16, week 15, and week 14, where it's been the playoffs, he has hit 34, 40.6, and 30.5 points. So he, he has hit uh, 104, 102 points in that three week period. So that that's crazy. And then obviously we had Tyree, or sorry, Kelsey missing out with the COVID list this past week. So did skew it a bit that way um but yeah i think I, I would having andrews and kelsey at this point is also a nice option yeah there's a burrow chase tyreek hill pringle team that has the uh cincinnati kansas city games yeah. back there they're also one of the three jt teams so that team uh looks painful to face <laughs> as you mentioned with the tight end premium though yeah, my other leverage point is I think I'm the only one with Dak and the only one with Dalton Schultz. So I'm pretty highly leveraged in this thing, which is good. I mean, we'll see if it works out. But, uh, you know, hopefully you know, Dallas can pick up where they left off last week. And it's a good spot for it. Like they were playing really fast paced and tempo against Washington. Now you get them home against Arizona, a team that plays with a lot of tempo. There could be a lot of plays in this game. Um, and I'm really counting on Pollard to hopefully 
you know, maybe wrangle stuff away from Zeke or just be involved in the passing game quite a bit. So have you guys heard anything on Swift? That's like, uh, I'm, I'm worried even if he plays, he's not going to play much, but we're, uh, we're looking, we're all about Elijah or, um, uh, Elijah Moore this week. That's our guy. Elijah. Yeah. I want to get him activated. He hasn't been activated yet. And it, it makes no sense for the, the jets to go ahead and do that, but it, it could help <laughs> yeah, in a big way this week. <laughs> that's the Swift spot where it's like, they shouldn't yeah. play him, but, I'd be pretty happy if they decided. Well, to. the Jets need to get him out there, develop him some more, give some confidence <laughs> to their quarterback. They got to play him. I mean, that's that's maybe the biggest no-brainer in all of the NFL this week. Swift, we've been tracking Swift. I mean, we had him on pretty much all of our teams. Thankfully, not this one. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, yeah, your guys' wide receiver room is kind of like my running back room. Like, you're, you're kind of praying to get, you know, so, some scores from – Jarvis Rondell and I'm like praying to get some scores from you know Pollard or Dylan I, I think a big I, I don't Sean joked about it earlier and I it hasn't happened in the really the entire season but we have the only DJ Moore team and I think I mentioned you know the thing about a you know busted coverage in terms of the 49ers guys I think if, if like if he has a big week I think that could be a huge because he has one like Sean talked about earlier this week about him being you know, one of the best wide receivers in the entire league, but having one of the worst quarterback situations. So if they have a busted coverage, either Cam Newton or Sam Darnold will throw the ball out of bounds. <laughs> <laughs> the volume has been so good from, I was actually in my head, I'm like planning some of my established the edge podcasts for the off season, like taking a little break here. And Mark Andrews made me think of, okay, what, what's a player who we were really high on last year, you know, like Mark Andrews, who it didn't happen for him. And there's no like injury or specific reason why it just, it just didn't happen. But like, it was still a pretty similar situation. And like the number one guy that comes to my mind for next year is like DJ Moore, right? Like it didn't happen for him. Not really his fault, but like, I think sometimes when guys go through whole seasons where they're just meh, like people like sour on them too much. Like when there's like an injury or something, people be like, Oh, he was hurt. Like, they make the excuse like people have a tough time with these larger samples of like not getting the production they wanted. I'm like, well, DJ Moore is basically like the Mark Andrews of next year, you know, just get a little bit of quarterback play. And all of a sudden, like the, the case we were hoping for this year might just happen next year. Yeah. That's a good point. Like, cause we, we had a lot more Andrews on our rosters like last season and we did this season. Obviously we have them on, on this particular roster, but like Moore's gone over a thousand, a thousand yards again this season, and it, it feels like he's like nothing has happened. Um, he's just like he is so good if he could get a little bit better quarterback play, but it's hard to see where that's coming with for the Panthers at the moment. But uh, you did kind of lean in almost to it there, but with the established run content that you do coming up, you, you teased uh, a little bit of a break maybe in the near future. But have you some stuff planned for the off season that you want to let the the listeners know about? Yeah, as far as the established run stuff. I mean, we had our best ball rankings for next year out basically day after the Super Bowl. I'm assuming the plan will be the same for this year, but I do plan on establish the edge once we get through the new year, having an episode talking about the different playoff contests. Uh, I'm sure if I do well here, a lot of this money will be rolled over into the FFPC playoff contest. Uh, I make a lot of teams with Ben Gretsch of Rotoviz and and Pat and Pete from Ship Chasing, like just 
I absolutely love the game theory behind that contest. I wish I almost wish there were more season long contests that were like designed a little bit more creatively like that. Um, but th that's a tangent. So I'll have that on establish the edge. Uh, and we'll also have, you know, playoff fantasy football content over on establish the run. So, and then, then pretty soon we're looking towards the draft. I know I had so much fun last year betting NFL draft props. Anthony Amico helps us with that. He's like super sharp following the news. So if you're in a state where you can bet draft props, uh, definitely follow us because that that's one of the most fun things to do and and keep your mind fresh on football during the off season. Yeah, and that's where we we get to this point where we're in week 17 now, and it's a season or an extra week this season, and we're kind of thinking we're almost at the end, and then all of a sudden we're like. Basketball right around the corner the draft is coming up let's get ready <laughs> let's get ready to roll again i know for me i was like all right because as much as i love these sweats and everything the football season it's it's a long season and i was looking at the schedule i was just pulling up on my phone the other day and i was like regular season games january 9th like like the the extra week like did not fully register into my head yeah. that uh it'd be a week further out into january but um I'm like, it's a lot easier to stay fresh if you're coming off of winning $100,000. So good luck to you this weekend. You've got a cool team. You've got a lot of great chances to win it. Hopefully we can stay with you. Hopefully Connor uh, can stay with you and we'll give you some competition to run for your money. But good luck. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Uh, we love having you and listen to you, all your different contact. Thanks again. Yeah. Good luck guys. Really appreciate being on the show. And it's just kind of crazy how many of us that know each other have, have made it into this 12 team final. Yeah. So let's hope uh, someone, well, obviously somebody out of the 12 team league is going to win it, but looking forward to seeing how this weekend plays out. Uh, make sure you are following Mike. If you aren't already, he is on Twitter at two hats, one Mike, you'll be able to find all of his content there and uh, make sure that you're checking out all the good work that he is doing. As always, you can get yourself a listeners only discount to an nfl pass on rotoviz.com all you have to do is add the code rv radio 2021 at checkout or you can find on that at rotoviz.com forward slash podcast through the new year it is 15 percent off that nfl pass at rotoviz.com so don't miss out that will be closing out over the next week or so my name is colin kelly you can follow me on twitter at overtime ireland and delighted as i mentioned to be joined by mike on today's show also joined by Sean Siegel, my co-host here on the podcast. Check out Sean's work up at rotoviz.com. And until we're back with another show, have a good one. Thank you for listening to Overtime on Rotoviz Radio. Please rate and review the Rotoviz Radio podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. You can contact us via email at rotovizradio at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Rotoviz Radio. And remember, you can always support the pod by subscribing to Rotoviz with a discount through the Rotoviz Radio homepage, rotoviz.com forward slash podcast.